Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is David McNally. He's enjoyed an international business career that has included assignments all over the world, including South Africa, Europe, and the South Pacific. He's the author of several best-selling books, including Even Eagles Need a Push, The Eagle's Secret, and Be Your Own Brand. He has a new book out released just recently in 2017 called Mark of an Eagle, How Your Life Changes the World, and that continues to receive outstanding reviews as well. He's also produced two award-winning inspirational films. One's called The Power of Purpose, and the other is If I Were Brave. His body of work has led him to being recognized as a leading authority and thought leader on corporate and personal transformation. He's the CEO of Transform Corporation, where he and his team work with organizations like Delta Airlines, Pulte Homes, Apple Autos, and Thrivent Financial, and they help to create purposeful leaders, inspired employees, and iconic brands. Welcome to the show today, David. Well, thank you, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk with someone like yourself, and I'm really eager to talk about your book. Before we do that, though, uh, you have a wonderful accent. Tell everybody where you're from. Well, uh, Kelly, I uh, was actually born in London, England, but uh, my parents emigrated to Australia when I was nine years of age, so I grew up in Australia. Um, and uh, uh, spent, uh, as you mentioned a little earlier, I've uh, lived and worked around the world in my career, but I ended up back in 1980 living in Minnesota. I was brought here by uh, an international consulting company uh, and have lived here since then. So uh, that's where it is. It's a little sort of hard to pin down. They call it mid-Atlantic, actually, So that's but that's my history. Okay, well, yeah, you've you've really lived all over the place and probably picked up uh, bits and pieces from all over. So we'll go with Mid Atlantic. Now, tell me again how you came to America. You had uh, immigrated from London to Australia, or yes, to Australia, yes. and then how how old were you when you came to America? Uh, I, well, I was uh, in my mid-30s. Okay. I was invited to be director of sales uh, for an international consulting company that was based in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty young, but I came over to Minnesota. I already had four children, and we had another child uh, born in the United States. So um, uh, uh, I loved living here. This is home now. Um, and actually love love living in Minnesota. We seem to be able to transcend the winters, get out of it a little bit as I do a lot of speaking. So I get to travel and, and go south into warmer climes. But I really love the, this whole area of the United States. Well, really glad that, that you love it here and that, you know, your family is here. And uh, you've just had such an impressive career as I was introducing you. Uh, you said you get out a bit to speak. It sounds like you get out a little bit more than a bit. So tell us about what was the inspiration for this recent book, the one just released here in 2017 called Mark of an Eagle. I really love the subtitle, How Your Life Changes the World. 
Well, it's occurred to me and the evidence over all the uh, work that we have done with many, many companies and wherever I've gone and uh, spoken in the world, um, that that every human being makes an impact uh, in in some form or, or other. Some, some people make an impact where they get uh, highly visible. Uh, you know, the Oprahs, the, the Bonos of the world, you know, we, we hear a lot about them. But I also have realized that as I've worked in corporations, the impact that individuals who may get very little notoriety but they just make a mark and, and leave a legacy that, that is carried on um, uh, by others. And, uh, and I thought, you know, this is very, very important uh, subject to really write and document. And it was my wife who inspired me, actually, to, to write this book because uh, she said, you, you know, you have another book in you, uh, and uh, I'd love to see what you could do. And so... It became um, a, a mission, if you like, to, to really try to help everybody understand that what we do every day, how we show up, how we live, um, is, is a very important legacy that, that uh, we need to be aware of and to be conscious of. Uh, but there are certain things that we do and how we live uh, that uh, impact others more, more than, uh, than, than we know. So I tried to document that in the book um, and use that as a source of inspiration for others. Yes, and I, I'm so glad that someone like you is making that kind of a uh, statement that is getting that message out there because I do think that so often, uh, especially uh, maybe younger kids coming out of school, think, you know, I've really got to be somebody in order to leave a mark. And the fact of the matter is there's very few of us who are ever going to make it to the history books, if you will. But what we do every single day, day in and day out, is transforming other lives in the world. So you mentioned that you write about how to do that. Can you give us a, a peek into some of that, what you wrote? Yes, about? absolutely. Well, one of the things that is, is very important, especially, uh, so let me just tie that into the comment that you just made about young people coming out of college. Um, the, the, I often got, get asked um, uh, by college students, uh, whether I'm speaking to them or, you know, they're friends of friends or children of friends, uh, how do I get a good job? And the, 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 the counsel that I give to them immediately is that remember, no one, no company wants to give you a job. No one wants to give you a job. But there are untold amount of companies and organizations out there looking for people who are willing to contribute to their success. So you need to come at it from that standpoint. What, what do I have within me? What do I have within me? What are my gifts? What are my talents? Uh, what are my abilities that I can use to contribute to helping this organization be successful? What that does, Kelly, that, that then gives uh, a young person a sense of purpose, uh, that they, they realize that they have value to bring to others, to an organization. And if you look at the foundation of success uh, and success being defined in whatever way that you want it to be, as you said, some people will define success by uh, wanting to be you know, famous. 
Other people have no desire to be famous, but they certainly want to be successful. In other words, living a meaningful and fulfilled life. Well, when you contribute value every day, when you look at how you can make the world somewhat a better place in, in, by whatever you do, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the source of inspiration for your life. So I, I think these are the, these are the nuggets that we, we, we need to understand. Sure. How, how do you know, especially as a young person, now we've got business owners who are listeners today, but I want to stay with, with young people because I, I have um, a lot of young people who are in my life, and I know that a lot of our business owners are working with this younger generation right now. And there's, they have so many choices, though, and they, they are sometimes overwhelmed by all the choices. So how, how do you find that inspiration when there could be multiple points of interest and inspiration? How, how do you narrow that down? It's very difficult. I even find business owners who still don't know exactly what they want to be when they grow up. So how, how do you find that? Well, the, uh, you find that you, you, by taking the time uh, to reflect on what's really important to you. Um, and there, uh, isn't it a wonderful thing that there are multiple choices? So yeah. um, <laughs> I think we need to appreciate that, that we live in a country uh, where the opportunities uh, are quite significant. Uh, and and despite what is often uh, suggested in the media, there are significant opportunities available uh, in this country if we just apply ourselves. But we do, we do need to focus. Success is a part of focus. So uh, the answer is uh, are within us, but we need to be answering, uh, asking the right questions. So some of those questions is, what, what inspires me, right? What inspires me? And then who inspires me? Um, what work do I believe is meaningful? What work do I believe is important? You know, what, are my, what are my values? We need to dig in deeply into some of those questions, clarify those questions, and as a result of those answers, we will start to narrow the focus of, of where we should be. So uh, that would be uh, the, the counsel that I would give to anyone who's feeling a little bit you know, distracted because they can't make a decision about something. Mm-hmm. So it's really a very deliberate process. Uh, a lot of times... Uh, when you use the word inspiration, or not you in particular, but just in general, when the word inspiration is used, it seems this kind of amorphous thing and it's spontaneous. And but it's really the way you describe it; it's a very deliberate process. Well, it's a very deliberate process, and and I make a clear distinction between inspiration and motivation. When uh, you know, motivation leaves open a whole lot of possibilities. You know, we can be motivated to get up in the morning because we need to go to work and make a paycheck. Right. Um, that's, that's motivation. Um, uh, now, we can be highly motivated to be very successful. That's a, an, another level of motivation. Um, but uh, like I often, uh, in my, when I'm speaking to an audience, uh, I, I often say to them, you know, what, you know, motivation is sometimes like my children. They're motivated to do nothing. Right. So I'm not saying that now they're mature uh, children now, but 
But what the difference is between that and inspiration is that inspiration is the accessing of the, of the spirit that exists within you, that spirit that, that engages you fully in life, uh, that um, is very transcendent, if you like. It helps you transcend challenges and difficulties in your life. Um, so when we are inspired, it's a totally different feeling. It's, it's, it's very positive. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, it, it pulls us into doing you know, fabulous work. It, it um, um, brings us into a, a creative and collaborative mode if we're within, within an organization. So it's a, it's a totally uh, separate and distinctive thing from motivation. So that's inspiration. Okay. How do you um, – what do you tell to people who are they, – they're already maybe midway into their life, and they are not fulfilled, they are not happy, but they have – because of the kind of situation that they're in, it's hard to break away, whether it's through family obligations, just whatever it might be. How do you how do you help them? What advice do you give to them to change their situation? Um, they they might finally come to recognize what it is that they want to do, but there might be outside circumstances that, for lack of a better word, keep them from pursuing that. What would you say to them? Well, the most important thing to do is to change perspective and change thinking. Uh, you've got you you need to. To look at how you're framing circumstances. And I'll give you a specific example, uh, Kelly. When I was writing my first book, uh, uh, Even Eagles Need a Push, uh, I interviewed a very good friend of mine who was a mechanic at an airline. Um, and I, I just wanted to uh, understand, uh, you know, why he came to work. Um, and his answer was very simple. He said, well, I've got four children. You know, I've got to make a buck. I said, but, you know, what, what's your purpose? Why, why do you do what you do? And he said, I don't like what I do. And I said, well, why don't you move out? Why don't you find another job? He said, I'm locked in here, David. I've got, you know, I've got my retirement. I've got this. I can't move. And so we started talking more about that. But isn't there purpose for what you do? And I, he said, well, what would be my purpose? And, and I said to him, well, think about me as a, as a passenger. I said, when I think about you guys working on this aircraft, I would like to believe that you're looking at what you do as a way of protecting us as we fly in these airplanes. Your purpose is to help keep us, the public, the flying public, safe, passengers safe, that I would like to think that you have our well-being at heart. And it's, that's a very, very important work. Well, I can tell you, Kelly, he looked at me and said, I have never thought about it in that way. I have never thought about what I do in that way. He said, David, he said, that's, thank you. He said, that's, that's extraordinary. And, and so why I'm giving you that example is that if we are in circumstances where the reality is to family obligations or whatever, whatever it might be, that we cannot move, then we need to shift the way we look at it and perspective. Uh, and another thing in Mark of an Eagle, what I talk about, uh, Kelly, is a concept called consciously creating amazement. And, and that is to, to get out of ourselves 
and to really start to appreciate the amazing things that surround us every day, but because we're looking down and we're not looking up, we miss it. Uh, and and uh, that is that process of, of becoming aware of, of what's amazing, uh, that process of, of uh, gaining a, a tremendous sense of gratitude for what is present in our lives versus what is not present is the beginning of getting unstuck from the circumstances that we uh, feel uh, are limiting us. That's the starting point. I love that. And you call it conscious amazement? Consciously creating. In other words, you, you are consciously creating amazement by taking a look at the world around you through a fresh set of eyes. You know, you know I, I, I say to myself, I fly a lot. And I say to myself, it's amazing that we can, um, we can get in a tube and fly at 35,000 feet and get from one side of this country to another in about four hours. Um, there was a, a comedian on one of the late night shows recently talking about uh, people not appreciating the world in which we live. And he, and he actually talked about flying from Los Angeles to Australia. He said people complain that it takes 15 hours to fly from L.A. to Australia. And he said, do they understand that 100 years ago it would have taken you three months and you had a 50-50 chance of dying on the way? Right. <laughs> Which I think I thought that was extremely funny because it's true. We, we just don't appreciate what we have uh, surrounding us every day. Well, that is, that is so true. And I think that's an important message for the business owners who are listening today too because they're, at some point uh, for, for some business owners, the business that they started with so much joy and, and so many possibilities really ends up becoming you know, a, an anchor around their neck and it's not providing them that freedom and that financial stability that they thought that it would when they first opened their doors. And so I think what you've said here this morning is just a really good reminder to either rediscover what that passion was when you first opened it or to reframe your mind so that whatever position you're in right now with the business, uh, you can you can find some sort of a purpose for continuing to do it or you know if if the circumstances allow it shut shut it down and move on to something else so uh yes, and, and, and kelly i'll give your uh, your listeners one thought about that that's really important when when people talk about the purpose of a business they often 75 percent of the time will say well the purpose of a business is to make money mm-hmm. and that is the biggest problem that companies face when they make their purpose making money you can't make money it's a it's illegal right you can only (laughs) earn money you fundamentally have to shift your thinking from making to earning because when you look at earning money it means that you are focused on contributing value to the customer and, and when you're not contributing value to the customer, that is when your businesses begin to suffer. We do this all the time with our clients, getting them to shift their thinking from making money to earning money. And when you do that, now you start to get creative, collaborative, all of the things that bring the prosperity that you're looking for into your life. Yeah, that, that's, that's something that we all have to continually be reminded of. You, you t- 
talked a little bit about just right there about what you do as the CEO of Transform Corporation. What other kinds of things do you offer through Transform Corporation? Well, what what we know, I, as you mentioned earlier in the program, I, I wrote a book, or co-authored a book, I should say, Be Your Own Brand. And it became very, very clear to me that, that, that and The Economist uh, magazine suggested this, that, that a brand represents over 70% of, a, of an, a company business value. So the building of the brand becomes very important. So what we do is we make sure that, number one, that when a company understands the, how it wants to be perceived, because that's what a brand is, it's a perception held in the mind of the customer. If you're a strong brand, you are, you've got loyal customers. If you're a weak brand, you don't. And, and so your work is about building a brand and, and a strong brand. And so what we do is we align the leaders of the organization, uh, the employees of an organization, around that whole concept that, that they're responsible for contributing to the perception that, that uh, the customer has of the company. So whether you're directly interfacing with the customer, so you're making that contact and you're providing the service and, and, um, and, and the, the way the customer feels about the company, or whether you're internal and you're not interfacing. If you're internal, you are creating the culture that makes that company customer-oriented. So that's, that's the work we do, Team, leaders, teams, and individuals to help companies build strong brands. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a, a great uh, value to be able to add to any business owner, to any team, certainly. Before we go today, I, I can't let you go, David, without talking about your films. I'm really intrigued by the fact that you also have produced two films, and they have great titles that tie in, it sounds like, just going by their titles, uh, very much what you're talking about today, The Power of Purpose. And if I were brave, uh, that second one in particular really grabs me. What tell tell us about that film in particular? The uh, if I were brave one. Yes. Yes. Well, that was um, that was an opportunity um, that actually sprung from from the power of purpose, um, uh, primarily because the power of purpose. I just quickly tell your audience that that was about the remarkable young Canadian boy. Terry Fox, who lost a leg to cancer and run the greatest marathon in history. That was, that's what the power, and it was all about the purpose gave him the power to, to do what he did. Um, the second film, If I Were Brave, was actually um, filmed um, at Hazeltine, and if anyone is a golfer, they will know that's where the Ryder Cup was held last year here in Minnesota. And it was um, uh, uh, based on a, a, a tournament of the National Amputee Golf Association, where people came in from all over the world. They were people that had lost limbs. Uh, some had lost one limb. Some had lost three limbs. Uh, but golf had become part of their uh, save, you know, saving them for, so that they could live a, a productive life. And, and so we took a camera crew out and filmed the tournament, filmed these people, and then out of that came the, their stories. And it was absolutely incredible when we wove the stories together and asked them how they transcended 
the uh, this great uh, adversity that had happened in their lives. You know, it just was an amazing process. You know, uh, that they they went through emotionally and psychologically, um, and from you know the denial, the anger, until finally Kelly, which was so incredible. Uh, at the very end, every one of them, every one of them said that they would not go back to being whole if they had to be the kind of person that they were before they had their accident. Wow. That, that, that the growth, the learning, the maturity, the compassion that had come out of this for others was just amazing. So um, uh, that's why we called it uh, If I Were Brave. Um, yeah, so um, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful film. It's about 20 minutes long. It's beautiful. People love it, yeah. Yeah, well, if any of our listeners would want to see the film or either of the films or buy your books, how would they go about doing that? Uh, I, I advise them to go to www.transformcorp.com. Um, that'll tell them everything that they, they need to know, how they can get in contact with us, if they want to buy the films or uh, my books. It's all there. Be happy to be of service that way. Okay, transformcorp.com. You transformcorp, there. yeah. Yes, .com, C-O-R-P. Uh, and so C-O-R-P. You you can get the books, you can uh, get access to the films, and obviously they can get a hold of you, too, through that website? Yes, absolutely. And uh, your Mark of an Eagle, the new book, of course, is available on Amazon. We always like to ask people to also think about supporting their local bookstores because we, you know, bookstores are just so wonderful. Uh, but, yeah, it's all available there, Kelly. Okay. It has been wonderful having you on the show this morning, David. And uh, please continue. I know you will, but please continue to do the good work that you do. We all need to be reminded of all of your messages that you deliver today. We all need to hear those over and over again. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. It was a pleasure to be with you. Best to all of your listeners. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.